About 70 million years ago, a limbless reptile crunched into dinosaur eggs to slurp out its contents, which included a squirming hatchling. But this bean fest came under a wet blanket of mud. When you think of fossils, you imagine grimy skeletons or frozen silhouettes of creatures from eons ago. But then there are those rare gems, fossils that zoom beyond anatomy, that bullhorn behavior. This is a tale of discovery and rediscovery, the chronicle of an extraordinary fossil, one that doesn't merely frame a picture of the past, but pans into its action. To part the curtain on this drama, we've got to travel to Nagpur, a city wedged in the heart of India. We're 180 you are listening to Desi Stones and Bones, a podcast sketching stories of fossil hunters, archaeological detectives, discoveries that capture the smarts of our tool-making ancestors and the whopping variety of flora and fauna that preceded us. These are the stories that have bowled me over and I'm ecstatic to share them with you. The 1980s were a period of breathtaking fossil finds in India. A particularly bountiful belt was the rocky bank of the Narmada River. Stretching from Gujarat to Madhya Pradesh, it was a burial ground of ancient eggs, one of the world's largest dinosaur nesting sites. The foremost discoverer of these football-sized eggs was a geologist called Dhananjay Mohabi. Good morning, Professor Mohabi. How are you? Nagpur-based Dhananjay is a gaunt, bespectacled scientist crowned with a really smooth and silky mop of hair. Now, despite grabbing headlines for his 1982 discoveries, the affable geologist then 26-year-old, wasn't basking under his laurels. He hankered to unwrap a more graphic picture of the discoveries. We have to see what was the behavior of the dinosaurs, how they were going to the site, how were they laying, what type of nesting behavior they were burying, burying the nest. And, and one question in particular irked him. If large number of nests, thousands of eggs, what is the reason that bones are not there? So I was very alert. Finding bones were vital because that's what told you which dinosaur species had laid the eggs. In the mid-1980s, Dhananjay started surveying an area called Dholi Dungri in Gujarat. It was 1984, a bright and nippy January morning. Dhananjay ambled along Dholi Dungri's arid landscape dotted with ridges, archaic rocks and thorny bushes. Soon, he spotted a ruddy outcrop with rounded bumps. The dinosaurs' nest-bearing sediments, they were reddish and brownish. So from the distance, you were able to see. It was just exposed on the surface. As he got on his knees to probe it, he sensed that it contained fossilized eggs. And for the first time, bones. Dhananjay feverishly excavated and lugged the metre-long rock to his laboratory. As he chipped away the stone, the embedded eggs showed their spherical shape. They were eggs of a sauropod, a herbivore dinosaur. Carnivores laid oval-shaped eggs. 
The bones found next to the eggs pointed to Titanosaurus, a ginormous herbivore that could reach the height of a five-storied building. This tableau, comprising both bones and eggs, was absolutely precious. I had come across a paper that was written in 1987, a paper by Dhananjay Mohabi of the Geological Survey of India about a, 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 a hatchling dinosaur that was found in India. There are no baby sauropod dinosaurs that I knew of at that time. The voice you hear is of Jeff Wilson, an American paleontologist who was in Nagpur earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you recording right now? In 2001, Jeff was on his maiden trip to India with his mentor, Paul Serrano, a famous paleontologist. They bumped into Dhananjay at the Geological Survey of India in Nagpur. And Jeff recognized him as the writer of the research paper he had thumbed through. And ecstatically, he inquired about the find. Is there um, a museum that has it or where, where is the specimen? Without missing a beat, Dhananjay said, That specimen is right here with me. There are discoveries and then there are rediscoveries. In paleontology, thousands of specimens are collected, rolled in newspapers, sealed in gunny bags, stacked in grubby back rooms. There are literally mountain piles of anonymous fossils awaiting stamps or another check in the archives of paleontologists. Of course, Dhananjay's discovery already had a label, but something vital was about to be etched. And so he put it in front of me, and I looked down, and the first thing that caught my eye were these two vertebrae. In front of Jeff was a red lump of clay that held rounded fossilized dinosaur eggs and smaller bones of a hatchling. But in that pell-mell, Jeff also spied a highly segmented chain of bones, a vertebral feature that essentially supported zigzag serpentine movement. So he looked up at Dhananjay and said, I think this specimen is even more interesting than you thought when you first described it. There's a dinosaur, there is a small dinosaur bone perhaps here, and then a snake. This is bizarre. For Dhananjay, it was anything but bizarre. His thoughts skeeted to 1989, when India's foremost paleontologist, Sohanlal Jain, saw the fossil and identified one of the vertebrae as that of a snake. Now, Jeff was echoing Sohanlal's view. His remarks sparked a frenzy of activity. First, blocks that were misplaced when Dhananjay shifted office were dusted and hauled from the Geological Survey of India's storerooms in Gujarat. Then Jeff and Dhananjay fumbled with the salvaged bits to wedge them into the right spot. And finally, I got it to snap onto another block. And when we did that, another, this block with a skull on it, fit on top of that, and it everything made sense. The snake was now complete in a loop. Those vertebrae formed part of the loop around the egg, and we had the whole story. But Dhananjay and Jeff wanted to crack through the rock for a clearer view of the fossil. And so in 2004, after snagging all the government permissions, Jeff traveled to the University of Michigan with a specimen in his backpack. There, a preparator chiseled into the slab. Grain by grain, under a microscope, using a small pneumatic tool. Basically, what he did was just lowered the rock around the bone. The snakes looped, 
petrified skeleton between a clutch of dinosaur eggs rose from the debris it's very uh, very very interesting fossil because uh, the voice you hear is of guntapalli veera raghavendra prasad Hello. one of india's yeah. top uh, vertebrate yeah. paleontologists because, uh, this is one case where you can see the predator and a prey relationship mm. how they were actually living in nature the snake was possibly predating on the dinosaur eggs it's a rare case where you normally find this kind of uh, evidence as where the predator and prey they're existing at the same place uh, the fossils are found together it was a discovery that stood shoulder to shoulder with other stunning husks of ancient life take the 74 million year old fossil found in 1971 in mongolia it encased a turkey-sized carnivore called the velociraptor this dinosaur had sickle-like claws the fossil shows its sparring with a parrot bill herbivore called protoceratops the two feuding dinosaurs entered under a landslide another example would be the 83 million year old fossil found in 1994 in mongolia this fossil is that of an oviraptor a dinosaur with a bony crest on its head that walked on two feet like an ostrich the oviraptor was sitting on her nest keeping her eggs warm when a mud bath stifled it these ancient tombs documented not just bodies but painted a vivid portrait of ancient enmities and motherly love in the case of sanajay indicus it showcased a hunting scene a 13 foot snake frozen in the act of devouring a dinosaur hatchling Snake fossils itself are rare and this one sketching a feast in progress made it even more exquisite. The bones were of a predecessor of present day snakes. Its gape larger than primitive snakes but not nearly as elastic as modern snakes. A python for instance can split its mouth open to swallow even a pig or a deer. So an early strategy for snakes was to be able to take in large prey items by themselves being large. Jeff and Dhananjay leaned on snake jaw evolution to label this primitive reptile Sanajay indicus which meant the ancient gape from the Indus. I know that some of you are probably wondering how can we even confirm that this was actually their last pose? Couldn't the fossil be just a mishmash of skeletons and eggs thrown together by a slurry of mud? Dhananjay has an answer. So if a snake dies a natural death so generally he he will uncoil its skeleton it cannot be like so it was almost like you are caught in the act in 2010 nearly a quarter of a century after its discovery dhananjay and jeff unveiled sanajay indicus to the world through their research paper i, th- I hope we can see it tomorrow so on the second day of my visit to nagpur i set out with dhananjay to see a replica of the fossil jene mein how is the traffic we reached the geological survey of india's office and museum where a replica of the fossil and a life size statue was housed original calcutta chala gaya kya okay good but this is the replica replica of that this is the snake articulate looking at the cluster of bones and eggs in the fossil i found it quite difficult to picture a dramatic scene But as Dhananjay pointed to a life-size sculpture next to it, the haze lifted. Come here, you see, the crushed eggs there. Yeah. So it is exactly like what you will get, and then these were the eggs, and it was the baby which was 
laying there. It's, it's so many interesting and rare things to be preserved. This is Tyler Kyler, the sculptor who created the life-size model of the fossil I was looking at. The American paleo artist transformed the fossil into a rapturous scene. A giant snake was wrapped around a broken egg and next to it was a pale green dinosaur hatchling. Around the snake, there were more eggs. One thing was that this was a new species of prehistoric snake, so that was very interesting and important. And it was also a very rare um, uh, occurrence of more than one species interacting and preserved in a fossil, where you can see the snake um, actively um, invading a nest of dinosaur eggs and hatchlings. And so it's a really wonderful, rare set of circumstances. Like other snakes, Sanajay Indicus evolved at the tail end of the dinosaur era. 67 million years ago, a giant serpent greedily slithered along a riverbank rife with dinosaur eggs. It was the nesting ground of the largest land creature of its time, Titanosaurus, giants weighing up to 100 tons. The 40-feet-tall parent could have easily squished the serpent to paste. But its foot-long hatchling and eggs were an amazing snack plate for Sanajay Indicus. The relatively small size of the eggs was an evolutionary tool that allowed hatchlings to break out of an egg. A bigger egg essentially would require a harder shell, which would make it very tough to crack through. It also made it an easy snack for these primitive snakes, lying close to dinosaur nesting grounds, literally an ocean of eggs. Two more sets of Sanajay fossils found amidst egg clutches in the same site confirmed this behaviour. Both Dhananjay and Jeff, now close friends and collaborators, are working on more finds. In fact, Jeff has found a more complete fossil of the Sanajay skull that will unravel more details about the expanding gate. That adds a critical piece of information that we didn't have previously, and I'm still working on that specimen. Hi. I mean, it's this delicate little piece that is really exceptional. And so it's going to have an impact on how we think snakes evolve. That story probably deserves an episode of its own. For now, thank you for listening to this reptilian tale. I'm a teeny tiny podcast shop and your shout outs have filled me with happiness and energy. These stories will continue to spotlight the exceptional diversity that existed on our planet. Do share. And until next time, take care.